last to another edition of the uh, Goodfellas podcast. Uh, welcome, of course, to Dr. Cruel. Welcome, Doc. Welcome, Dickie Rock. Welcome, everyone. Always good to be here on, uh, let's, let us say, uh, in the words of Neil Diamond, not a hot August night, but a stinker of a January night. Man, it, it is hot, uh, and I'm sure our uh, listener in uh, Adelaide and uh, our listener in... Uh, Broom would say, okay, boys, harden up. But, uh, yeah, for Melbourne, <laughs> you, you're probably well aware by now we, we do this in Melbourne. It is really hot. Yes. Uh, it is uh, well, 10 past 8 on the, the Tuesday night. It's still 35 degrees outside. So uh, our thoughts this evening go out to the players from Melbourne, Victory and Western Sydney Wanderers who've just done their thing in uh, some pretty brutal heat. And uh, two drinks breaks and the extended halftime break. But, boy... <laughs> Not a match you would have wanted to have been playing in tonight, Dr. Krull. No, and they uh, talk about the hardness and fitness of football players. Well, you know, they had to play in, you know, oh, probably when, they, when the game kicked off, it was probably 39 degrees, and it cooled down to 35. And uh, <laughs> ran their guts out, and uh, look, it ended up being quite an entertaining game. I mean, it uh, petted out in the first half, but the second half, all entertaining. We will... Uh, get to that sooner rather than later. Indeed we shall. Uh, what would you like to uh, talk about first, sir? Well, let's go A-League. Since we've started on the A-League bandwagon, we let's start on the A-League, And uh, the first match to look at was uh, going back to Friday evening, and that was a uh, match between the Newcastle Jets and Melbourne victory, and it was a one-all draw here, sir. Yes, it was. Uh, Mitch Nichols, the own goal in the first half. Uh, very unfortunate there. But in the second half, on a break, Andrew Naboo getting the goal. Look, considering the players that are out for Melbourne victory and also for Newcastle as well, um, probably the right result. Um, Newcastle might be feeling a little bit agreed, but they didn't really get have many chances. And, and I've got to say, this whole thing of... Um, I've been hearing in the uh, media and coaches and people who supposedly know the game... Uh, about uh, the players being selected for the Asian Under-22 under Championships, saying it's a nothing tournament, what's this doing for the development of the game? Last time I read, and last time I hear from a lot of coaches around the world, international tournaments do help youngsters fast-track their development. <laughs> uh, and as good as the A-League is, getting international experience, I think, is a pretty good thing. And uh, can I just say that to the people complaining, uh, shut up. <laughs> uh, I'll just say it now. Just, just shut up. In the words of Toby Ziegler, uh, you know nothing. You really <laughs> do. I mean, if you're sitting there telling me, and, and as good as the A League is, look, you're playing against the likes of Japan, Korea, South Korea, North Korea, Iran, Iraq, the best players and young players in Asia. If anything, it's going to help those players' development. So, when they start using the player development excuse, that's right. And look. If, if they, if, for Melbourne Victory's uh, sake, they wouldn't have discovered a good player at left back called Moran, who's going to look like be a very good backup for a Troy. You know, Mahazi got more of a run as well. Um, you could even say for Newcastle, for a whole bunch of other players who didn't get a run who might have got discovered there. So uh, I say good on them. As long as they're not playing these sort of tournaments every week, then, you know, who cares? Okay, uh, double header on the Friday evening, uh, and that was Perth Glory, Melbourne Heart. And at Perth Glory, 3-0. Changed the coach at uh, Melbourne Heart. But the problems still exist, Doctor. 
Yes, uh, what are we coming up to? They've equaled the record of New Zealand Knights. Well done, Melbourne Heart. Well done. 19 games without a win. And let's continue my way. Perth Glory uh, looked very good. Shane Smeltz, a welcome return to Shane Smeltz. If there's a play they have missed, it's probably a good goal-scoring uh, striker. And Shane Smeltz fits that bill. He struggled with injuries as well as international duty for the first part of the year. But uh, well done, Shane Smeltz. And a, free, a very comfortable 3-0 win. Just, uh, yeah, Melbourne, for Melbourne Heart, look, the less said the better, really, isn't it? Particularly yeah. a Heart supporter. It's not getting yeah. better for them. It's a very, very ordinary season so far. Where do they... No, we're not even going to worry about it because... No, I think if we, could, we could go on all night for this. Indeed, so we won't. Seriously, take my wife, please. <laughs> Let's go to the Saturday evening now. This is a, a cracking, cracking night of football. Sorry, I had to say it like that. Oh, sensational game. Brisbane Raw and Adelaide United. Um, and you would think, you know, Brisbane Raw after the, how well they've played. But Adelaide United are just getting better each week. This is, this is a six-point game for Adelaide United. Uh, Marvellous game. Elsie, who gets the winning goal for Adelaide United... Uh, came off the bench, was actually supposed to be about to go on loan to a, a, a club in Hong Kong. Plays the youth team game to get some game time the next day, gets sent off, will not be able to play next week. So, you <laughs> know, nice, isn't it? how's that for the highs and lows of the game? Yeah. Hey? Travelling, Jeez, travelling beautifully. Copping that up in the professional sport, mate, I tell you. Uh, and uh, Brisbane Raw, look, they didn't get the points here, but I'm just wondering if they'd be pretty happy with the form of, um, you know... The, they bring him off the bench, Bashar Barisha. And, oh, uh, Bashar Barisha. Look, Barisha. It was good that he got a goal. Always good. Very happy with that. They'd be disappointed with the result. Considering how well they've played, um, they'd be massively disappointed with that result, unfortunately. All right. Uh, let's uh, have a look at the next game on the card, which was the much-talked-about uh, derby. The Sydney derby. The Sydney derby between uh, Western Sydney Wanderers and Sydney FC. It's a very oft-used cliche, Doc, but in this situation, a very entertaining 1-0 draw. Obviously, fans of Sydney FC will not, not see it that way. They uh, Anyone in any derby situation hates losing to a, an arch-rival, but uh, I take... Frank Farina was saying that he, he's kind of happy with that form. This could easily have been a 3-0 spanking. Well, considering that in the space of five seconds that Western Sydney hit the post twice... In the game, Santillo getting the winning goal very late in the game. Uh, if Frank Freen is happy with that, then he doesn't have high expectations of Sydney FC at this stage. Mm. Uh, look, Western Sydney fully deserved the win, out totally outclassed in front of a sellout crowd as well, just over eighteen thousand. Uh, even more reason why Parramatta Stadium needs to be bigger uh, or move to a bigger ground because they can't fit there at the moment. Yeah. So a good win for Western Sydney Wanderers and for Sydney FC, uh, and once again, licking their wounds. OK. And we go to uh, the game on Sunday afternoon, our time, and that was uh, the Wellington Phoenix hosting the Central Coast Mariners. And uh, a one-all draw here, but uh, both sides with opportunities to uh, get the maximum points. Yeah, no, Wellington Phoenix uh, getting the goal first up. Matt Simon, his first goal of the season, good to see. Kenny Cunningham, who's uh, been all right for Central Coast, sorry for uh, Wellington, uh, done it very well. And, of course, Matt Simon scoring his first goal for Central Coast. Petted out to one or draw, probably the right result. Um, both teams not really in the best. Well, Wellington's been fairly good form. Central Coast struggling. Caitlin's becoming a bit of a fortress now for Wellington. It's going to be a tough place to get results. So I think Central Coast will be the happy out of the two teams to get that draw. And for Wellington, every points lost is, you know, gets them further away from getting to the finals. Indeed. 
the game we've just finished watching before we uh, recorded or as we uh, got set to record this, of course, we've uh, mentioned it briefly at the top. And it was Melbourne victory with a very, very uh, comprehensive 3-1 victory over the Western Sydney Wanderers, sir. Comprehensive, but a weird game. Like the first half victory <laughs> were terrible. Just giving away possession. Western Sydney were dominating. You were just thinking it's a matter of when. Well, it all turned to the second half. Archie Thompson, I thought, was probably Victory's best player. His first start in quite a while since his injury trouble. Scores the first goal. Set up, a, I thought it was the man of the match, Costa Barbarousas. Barbarousas getting the second goal. Absolutely superb. Set up by uh, Hashid Ramsey. Uh, then Tommy Ewitt coming off the bench, scoring a goal in the 94th minute. Look, it probably made Victory supporters a little bit nervous, but then in open play, Guy Finkler, who I thought was fantastic as well after he came on after 18 minutes after, unfortunately, uh, Andrew Naboo got knocked out and has fortunately gone to hospital. Reports are he's, he's OK, but they're just taking him for precaution, for concussion, uh, scoring the third goal. Amazingly, Victory had no corners. Western Sydney had 15 corners. <laughs> that was insane. It's an insane stat. I've never seen that stat. And, uh, look, Belmont-Victory, this is probably their best win of the season. Western Sydney was probably the worst half of football I've seen them in the history they've been together. They just looked really flat in that second half. And I don't know if it was a short week, um, put it to them. Victory looked like they ran out, they, they ran out much better than uh, Western Sydney. And uh, I wouldn't say it's crisis time, Western Sydney. I mean, yeah, they haven't played well, but it's not crisis time. You're still third. I mean, you're not doing too bad, are you? But uh, Tommy Popovich, I think, would give them a bit of a bake in the, uh, in the sheds after the game, unfortunately, I reckon. Of uh, two questions, one of them with notice, uh, I asked you during the game. Uh, Nick Topol Stanley. Yes. Uh, should we be talking about him as a possible soccer-room? If you asked me that question 80 months ago, I would have slapped you and gone, how dare you, sir? <laughs> but the last 80 months, I would say that he is probably the first player picked at Western Sydney. That's how good he is now. And that star-studded lineup, he's been fantastic. He I is, would argue he might be second picked. Who would you say is first? Ante Kovic. Ante but Kovic let's, let's get on to him in a moment. He's no more yeah, exactly. Let's, let's give him that credit. Yeah. And top of Stanley's four, so he's not too far. Uh, look, he may have some, play, uh, some pretty good players in front of him at this stage. That's the only reason. But he's giving himself every chance to even knock on the door for maybe even Asia Cup. He's, he's still, I think, I think he's only late 20s anyway. He's like 28, 29. So it's not too late uh, for Nikolai Topo Stanley. He is Mr. Reliable. Um, he got his colours slightly lower than the second half, but he wasn't the only one in the Western Sydney lineup that had that. So, uh, look, um, if you had to ask me to pick my best 11 for the season so far, Topo Stanley would be one of the first I'd pick. And um, as I briefly alluded to, uh, loved the work of Ante Kovic, uh, former Melbourne Victory keeper. Yes. Uh, but uh, for reasons, uh, well, it's no secret, he's uh, got a better offer to go to Western Sydney, etc. Good on him, but uh, a fantastic performance. Uh, same question to you here. Is his age a concern that he's not at least in the squad as a backup keeper? I think his form's been fantastic. Although I do, I am well aware that he uh, has let six goals in the last three games in, yes. but some of his work in that uh, second half was uh, fantastic. It's, it takes a very good keeper to, to yeah. beat a striker one-on-one, -on -one, and he did it not once but twice. He's probably got keepers younger than him that are equal to him, that are, that are probably in front, and that's probably the reason why his age is probably put on there. I mean, look, 
Ante Kovic was in the 2006 World Cup squad, so he's been to a World Cup, he's been to the dance, and uh, look, he would probably love to go to Brazil, but I don't think he's probably thinking that he'll have been much of a chance at this point of time. No problem. Just asking the question. Now, no, no, uh, please. a look at the table. Let's go from bottom to top. Melbourne Heart, well, yeah, no secret, anchored to the bottom, and it would take... Uh, uh, pretty much a miracle to see them uh, leave the Lazarus place. could not get Melbourne Heart off the bottom <laughs> of the table at the moment. They are in 10th place. I'm not place. a religious man either. They are in 10th place with just five points. Wellington in ninth and uh, 14 games played. They are on 14 points, a slow start to the season. And uh, certainly the uh, all-whites uh, qualification for the World Cup not helping their cause. However, as you mentioned before, Doctor, they're showing some really good form. Uh, that means that Adelaide, who are in eighth place on 17 points, really, there's only three points separating Wellington and Adelaide, still a fair bit of the season to go. And, uh, you know, despite uh, a great victory over Brisbane Roar on Saturday evening, then uh, Adelaide and possibly Sydney FC, if they don't turn things around, they'd uh, probably better watch themselves. Yeah, no, definitely so. And look, this is the time of year that we've got these all these games coming together and suddenly you either have jumped ahead or you've lost ground at this time of year. And it's not just to say EPL, it's in the A-League as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a few teams that are just thinking, geez, we better start getting some form up because if not, finals football is going to be a distant dream. Indeed. Well, you know, not I'm to talking take... to you, Melbourne Hart. <laughs> well, uh, there is only, uh, it's uh, as they uh, like to say in the uh, football media, it's uh, a very even competition. Uh, Wellington in ninth place. They're only five points off uh, fifth place. So uh, that's not bad. Perth Glory in fifth. Newcastle sixth. Sydney FC in seventh. Uh, those teams all locked on 19 points. Adelaide United just two points off, uh, lifting themselves out of uh, eighth place, sir. Definitely so. So, yeah, it's it's uh, becoming a bit of a log jam, which is good for the league. I mean, uh, it's competitive. I mean, uh, you know, take Melbourne Heart out. It's, it's a quite a competitive league at this stage. Indeed. Now, in fourth place, the Central Coast Mariners, who are on 21 points, Melbourne victory on 23 points. So that victory tonight over uh, Western Sydney to uh, lodge a, a fairly obvious statement and a massive understatement, a big help to the cause for Melbourne victory. Definitely so. Massive win. And uh, look, uh, gains point not just on uh, the Wanderers, but also on uh, the Brisbane War. Now, uh, the Western Sydney Wanderers sit in second place. They're on 26 points and... Uh, as uh, was uh, most uh, people would have been aware prior to kick-off on this uh, Tuesday evening game, Western Sydney, uh, to take away maximum points uh, from uh, Melbourne victory would have put them right up the jacksy of uh, Brisbane. Unfortunately, not to be so. The Western Sydney Wanderers are in second place on 26 points and uh, the Brisbane Roar head the table on 30 points with their uh, still uh, four points ahead of their nearest contender following that shock loss to Adelaide on Saturday evening. Doctor, let's uh, turn our attention to uh, what comes next in the A-League and uh, just uh, the coming week's games. And uh, it all comes down again, or it kicks off again, if you will, on Monday evening. Uh, just uh, getting everything together. There we go. And uh, the round kicks off on uh, Friday evening, 17th of January at 7.30, when the Melbourne Heart host Newcastle Jets. Uh, the uh, producer in me wants to frame the question, uh, Doctor, do you give uh, Melbourne Heart any chance against the Newcastle Jets here? And I say stuff all. 
at this stage. <laughs> I'm not. I know I'm being harsh because they could break a record here. And can I say I love records being broken? <laughs> and uh, this one would be a marvelous. One. I thought New Zealand Knights were the worst team ever to be to be in the in in, a, in a, any sort of professional league ever. And Melbourne Heart on paper are much better than New Zealand Knights. I will say this right now. But unfortunately, uh, it's a rabble at the moment. It really is. And uh, thank God they got new owners. And thank God, you know, if the owners had to wait another couple of weeks. They could have slashed another $2 million off the price. I was going to say, they have been looking We're at We're talking bargain basement, basement <laughs> mate. I tell you now, <laughs> Big Kev would be just going, I'm excited about Indeed. this sale, you know. Whoever got 12... Who, the guys who sold them for $12 million, they must be doing cartwheels this stage. Now, look, uh, I think Newcastle uh, should get the win. Uh, they do quite well at Amy Park. It's a happy hunting ground for them. So, uh, Melbourne Hart, not getting any better. And expect Michael Misford to be offside at least oh, another six times. Um, Crowd-wise, uh, Friday evening, Melbourne in the grip of a uh, heat wave. Heat wave. Tennis cool. is big at the moment. Cool change um, expected to hit uh, town uh, Friday evening. Yes. 5,000? Uh, I'm thinking six. I'll 6, be charitable. 000. I'll be charitable. <laughs> That's the kind of guy I am. All right. Well, it's a double header on Friday evening, and that means we head out west. Uh, again, some great scheduling from the uh, FFA and the A-League people. Perth Glory hosting Brisbane Raw. Brisbane Raw obviously will be looking to uh, bounce back into the winner's circle. Perth Glory looking to maintain their home record. Yeah, and uh, look, uh, becoming a bit of a fortress there at NIB Stadium as well. And a uh, marvellous little stadium, I've got to say. Saying that, the players' tunnel needs to be wide, and that's just, I can't believe how A brand new stadium, is. and it's still one person yeah, wide. It's like, they can't fit the kid, they can't fit the mascot kids Someone in there anymore. They've given up. The They've given up. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, saying that, I think Brisbane will be too strong, but uh, this will be an entertaining game, I reckon. This is going to be, out of the two games... Skip the first one. Watch a bit of tennis. You know, Nadal will probably be on by then because he, he had a nice uh, practice match against uh, <laughs> Tomic tonight. Nice one-setter there. Thank you very much. Uh, he's soft, isn't he, Tomic? He's soft. You know my position on this, Doc. The less Australians in the draw, the more worth watching the Australian Oh, openings. you know what we're going to have the, the, on the weekend in the, in the Held Sun Sport? What's wrong with Australian tennis? Tennis, yeah. I could tell you what's wrong with Australian mm. tennis. We've got crap. That's what we've got. That's, what, you know, that's what's wrong with it. Mm. Um, well, I would say that, uh, yeah, Brisbane Raw should uh, win this, but I think it'll be a very entertaining game. Probably a 2-1 result to the Raw. Okay. We get to the Saturday games and uh, Wellington Phoenix host Melbourne Victory. Knicks will be looking to uh, get a win on the board, goes without saying, but Melbourne Victory, you know, we were talking about this before. They have only uh, four days to uh, recover before they head to uh, Wellington. It's not an arduous trip, but still it's time in a plane and that's not good uh, for athletes, uh, given the fact that they come off a game played in pretty much 30 Plus or 35, 30, it was 40 degrees at kickoff. Yep. Um, the uh, good lady Rock uh, informed us uh, it had cooled down somewhat by about to the 70th minute. It was only 35 degrees oh, outside. How, how nice was that? Indeed. But uh, so they've got four days to recover Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So, yeah, they got and they four got days. Fly, they'll probably fly out on Thursday, get there, you know, later that afternoon. So they've got another day in, on Friday and then, yeah, Saturday. Thank you very much. The obvious question to ask uh, as far as Phoenix fans are concerned, Doc, are Melbourne Victory ripe for the picking here? Probably are, actually. Uh, look, if you're Melbourne Victory, if you get a draw at the Cake 10, I think you'll be absolutely ecstatic. If you're Wellington, you'd be really thinking there's three points here for the taking. <laughs> and they need to get the three points as well. They're, they're really desperate for it. Um, 
I actually think with the discipline Melbourne Victory has shown tonight, I think they'll sneak a draw here. I think they'll get the draw. Phoenix will be definitely disappointed. They need to get some wins here to really start uh, ramping up the season because they're showing some good form. Their away form's been quite good, actually, this season, which is quite surprising considering how Wellington uh, can be so-so. But, no, I, I think this will be a draw. Um, and uh, may get Mitch Nichols back. Uh, Mark Milligan's going to be out for the next month, but I think Rashid Mahazi's been a very good replacement as well. Has indeed. Uh, and also, look, uh, Guy Flinker will probably be starting as well. And, and, and Archie Thompson with that... He got 70 minutes into his legs, so he'd be the better for that run as well. Okay, and the second of the two Saturday games, the F3 derby, I believe it is. Uh, not au fait with uh, the highways and freeways of uh, Sydney to uh, Gosford, but uh, Sydney FC, well, from Gosford to, Mel to Sydney, uh, Sydney FC hosting the Central Coast Mariners, uh, a local derby. Uh, can Sydney put some wins in the bank, or will Central Coast Mariners continue on their merry way? You know what? It's a win that Sydney need to stay in touch, but it's a win for Central Coast to get some form up because Central Coast form in the last month has been very shaky. I would say Central Coast should be too strong, but you know what? I'm going to go for an upset here. I think Sydney FC are due to get a win. I think Delpio is due to give us some magic. This might be the game. Gosford... There'll be a big crowd at Gosford, I think, as well. They'll get at least 15,000 there as well, I reckon, for this, because Sydney FC like to travel up there for a nice, pleasant, you know, one-and-a-half-hour, two-hour drive up there to Gosford. And uh, marvellous to go to the uh, the stadium that uh, gives us the uh, the sauce bottles as well. It's always good. <laughs> I'm personally a palm trees fan myself. I yeah. just love those palm trees. It's just a beautiful thing. Can never have too many palm trees. You know, you know actually, the Blue Tongue Stadium is now up there with the stadium I want to go after Dapto Dogs. Really? Oh, Dapto Dogs is my fantasy, but after that, I'm thinking Gosford. Oof. I think it has to be done. Best of luck, sir. I might have to do both, actually. Oh. Go from the south to the north. Well, you'd probably... You'd, you'd go to... Dapto Dogs on Monday nights, so you probably want to go to uh, Gosford first, mm -hmm. hang around in Sydney, maybe... Yeah. Go from Gosford to Newcastle. I'll, go, I'll do the Harbour Bridge walk. Yeah. Okay. You know, You're going to do the Bump into a few rugby league players, literally at King's Cross. That's it. And get um, belted and, you know, spend a night in hospital and then make my way to Gosford. That's it. So make no, no, my way to, to Dapto. Down to Dapto, exactly. Dapto, yeah. uh, not far from... Well, I wouldn't want to be dragged by me nuts. Not far from, from the gong. I wouldn't want to be dragged by my balls from Wollongong to Dapto, but, you know, we're in that region. Uh, let's wrap up the weekend's action to come. And Western Sydney Wanderers, this is a danger game if ever there was. Adelaide United on home turf and uh, the, the Adelaide team hosting Western Sydney at uh, what was it, Cooper Stadium now, Highmarsh or whatever they Cooper call it. Stadium, but I still like to call it Highmarsh because I'm a traditionalist. You are, sir. Even though I, I don't mind a drop of the uh, amber over there. <laughs> Better than the other one they have. Um, Adelaide United. South be... Australia full of extremes. It's either bad or it's it's either bad or it's good. Well, as we speak, I'm just trying to punch up the bureau's website because as much as we talk about hot weather here in Melbourne, I noticed. It's, it's 31 as we speak in yes. Melbourne. Uh, at minimum, okay, it's dropped again. An overnight low of just 28 degrees. But now, Adelaide, what, is, what are we expecting in Adelaide on Sunday? On Sunday, let, well, just to take uh, Sunday 28, so it's only going to be pretty mild. Okay. Now, we whinge here in Melbourne. Yes, we do. And uh, we whinge was, a lot. It was 44 degrees, no, 45 degrees or something like that in Adelaide at 12.30 Australian time, uh, Melbourne time. Thank you very much. So if you think it's warm here in Melbourne, even by Adelaide standards, that's ridiculous. The outlook for, uh, the outlook for, um, for Adelaide is Wednesday, very hot and mostly sunny, 45. 
Wow. Thursday, 46. And then Friday, 40. Now, we're getting a cool change here in Melbourne. In Adelaide on Saturday, they're expecting 28. And then on Sunday, they're expecting 28 again. That's insane. 46. I'm 42 <sighs> years old. I'm nearly 42. I don't recall yeah. seeing... 45 46. and 46. Yeah, two days consecutive. Exactly. That's insane. Yeah. But, but you know what? It's Adelaide. Yeah, and I'm really, s- I don't care. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can I'm sorry to our Adelaide fans out there, but, you know, we love giving it to you because we're Melbourne people. That's what we do. And you keep your bodies in a barrel. So that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, football matters. Can Adelaide make it two in the row? And, and two in a row. And grab two big scalps. One and two on the A-League table. Yep. In two weeks, and uh, look at home as well. Uh, they get a, and they go, they'll get a bumper crowd as well at, at uh, High Marsh. Um, I'm going Adelaide here because I'm really concerned with Western Sydney's form at the moment. They just seem very flat. Um, there seems to be a little bit of ruckus. I think Hersey's. Um, I don't think Hersey's going to be there much longer. I think he he's not being given guarantee that he's going to get a contract for next season. So he might be looking for another home this uh, transfer window. So mm. a bit of disruption in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. And also, they've also got the you know the short week as well themselves. Okay, they're not going to New Zealand, but hey, they they've you know they, they've still got to go over to Adelaide, and uh, they've really got to use all their players in their squad. So I'm going Adelaide. I think Western Sydney are really ripe for the picking here. All right, we might take a, a very quick break. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to the uh, English Premier League. One question for you, Doc. Please. Uh, not much notice here on this one. Talk yes, I of, got touched when I was 39 years old. <laughs> talk of a rift uh, between Frank Farina and Alessandro Del Piero. Are you buying into that? Nah, just... I'm not buying into that. that. That's rumours you hear all the time. Look, <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard those rumours as well. You know what? We'll find out the truth when, they, when at the end of the season, when I presume that Del Piero will retire. I presume I don't think he'll go another season. But uh, a rip between Del Piero and Farina, come on, that does neither side any any justice. So I say uh, he's talking effing, he's talking effing shit. <laughs> on that note, we'll F take him. <laughs> that note, we'll take a break. Come back with more good fellas in just a moment when we talk English Premier League. Talking all things English Premier League here at the Goodfellas. I'm Dickie Rock and he is... Uh, Dr. Kuru. Okay. Uh, Doctor, let's not muck about. Uh, uh, they get the English Premier League action underway with yeah, our look I back. I could be making sweet love by the fire, but it's a bit too hot for that. <laughs> you could make sweet love by the beach. You're not far from the water. Yeah, but sand, man. I mean, that's, you know, it gets inside your bits and stuff. Oh, it's, 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 it gets scrapey. Exactly. Ladies, and, am I right? Well, that's the thing, man. I'm not concerned with myself. I'm, I'm concerned for the ladies. That's a L-A-Y-D-E-E-S. Yes. yes. Ladies. As Jack Black likes to say, <laughs> somebody out there for the ladies. All right. Uh, it, on paper, it looked like it was going to be a very, very big ask for Hull City to overcome Chelsea. And in the end, that was uh, pretty right. Chelsea getting a 2-0 away victory over Hull. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, Eden Hazard getting one of the goals. Uh, big rumours about him and Paris Saint-Germain supposedly offering some huge money and supposedly Hazard has told teammates that he'll probably end up taking up the offer at the end of the season. It'll be a huge loss for Chelsea. Mm. But as Chelsea have said, uh, show me the money. 
Yes. The boy's under contract. So it's like, you want him? Pay up. Exactly. Pay up. Uh, yeah, expect a result for Chelsea and uh, a good result there for Hull. Weren't disgraced, but you know, just you know, too classy Chelsea. Okay, a new manager and a manager under extreme pressure. Uh, talking here about Cardiff City and West Ham United. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in charge at uh, Cardiff. Yeah. Sammy Allardyce well and truly under the pump. And uh, West Ham got a very, very much needed 2-0 away victory here. That's it. Carlton Cole, who I think a player that every West Ham supporter hates, got the goal, which means he's guaranteed <laughs> another month's contract. He's on month to month at the moment, you know. Seriously? He's on a month. He got released at the end of last season. All the injuries they had, they picked him up. He was doing nothing. He was just sitting on the couch doing nothing. Got picked up. And he's on month to month at the moment because they're that short of resources at the moment. In the world of call centres, is that not short-term objective? <laughs> For West Ham, they make a part of it. I tell you now, uh, good win probably gives Old Adosa a week a week off. But I've been hearing West Ham supporters in this in 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 Australia saying you've got to be out. Now I hate to know what the West Ham supporters in London are saying. <laughs> um, and for Cardiff City, well, Tan's experiment is really starting to fall apart. I feel sorry for Ollie Goodie Jogshire. I think he's going to be a very good manager, but I think he's on a hiding to nothing at this club. And uh, it's just disarray at the moment. It really is. And for what could have been a beautiful thing for the city, for the town, for the club, first time in the, in the, in the top division since the 30s, <laughs> they've stuffed it up. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah I can, actually. Mm. Rich man with money. Yeah, rich man, ego, and this is what happens. Exactly. I'm going to buy you. doesn't buy you everything, I tell what you What is now. it? Uh, new car... Uh, I can't remember the line from Money by Pink Floyd. Uh, new car, four star. No, I'm going to stuff it up. Um, someone out there, I'm sure, is going to yeah. tweet us. I just but, remember uh, the cash register going off. Yeah, it's um, something something sports car, uh, five star daydream. Think I'll buy me a football team. Ah, oh, sorry. Nice. That's at Goodfellas Pod. If you'd like to tell me how much of a dickhead Please. I am by forgetting one of the Facebook page, one of the seminal lines. In Money by Pink Floyd. Uh, now, Goodison Park, Everton hosted Norwich City. And again, uh, a 2-0 victory here. So, Yeah, no, good. Everton just going on very nicely. Morales getting one of the goals there. So uh, Norwich not getting any easier form. But, uh, pretty much to form, really, this game. Absolutely to form. So, uh, yeah, nothing much more to say, really, I think. Uh, Everton doing it very nicely. Thank you very much. Indeed. Now, this was a game we talked about in our last preview. Um, you put words to the effect that you didn't know which way. Well, if my memory serves, you said mm. you weren't exactly sure which way you were going to go with this game. Because they're both rubbish. Exactly. In yeah. your wildest dreams, did you at any time see the possibility that Sunderland could win this in the manner they did? This was at Craven Cottage. Sunderland winning 4-1. Thanks very much. No, no, not at all. Um, Adam Johnson getting a hat-trick as well. We never have seen. He's been all right, actually, since he's come to Sunderland. But uh, no, at Fulham. And, geez, they must be thinking, gee, we want Martin Yole back. He was the better in the days we had Martin Yole. <laughs> Who's this hack we've got? Um, no, you've never seen that. And uh, Gus Poyet, he's weaving some magic. Is the magic good enough? I don't think so. But, uh, look, it's two teams who, probably, who could quite likely get relegated. And the only person that's laughing his head off at the moment is one Mark Schwarzer. <laughs> Indeed he is. 
Uh, Southampton and West Bromwich Albion. Again, it doesn't get much uh, better for the Baggies. Uh, a 1-0 loss here. Yeah, uh, Adam Lallana, the England national scoring for Southampton. He's had a fine season. Southampton just going on their merry way. West Brom, it's sacking a manager, obviously, you know. See, it doesn't always work sacking a manager, you know. Um, I still understand why they did it, and it hasn't worked for them. Uh, Southampton going on very nicely at this stage. So, uh, West Brom, it's getting harder for the baggies at the moment. Okay, and I feel a little bit embarrassed about this because it's actually so obvious now that I've uh, been shown the lyrics. Oh, you got the lyrics? The line, the line I was trying to think of was, new car, caviar, four-star daydream, think I'll buy me a football team. Or as the teacher says it in the movie, what's this? A poem. The laddie thinks himself a poet, does he? <laughs> anyway, uh, now um, Spurs, White Hart Lane has had its fair share of upheaval this uh, season, but uh, things somewhat returning to normal with a 2-0 victory over Crystal Palace. Yeah, look, uh, Tim Sherwood seems to have been able to get some stability back at Spurs, and uh, for Crystal Palace, again, if you look at the two sides, the squads, it was probably always going to be that result, but look, Palace have had a good month and a half. Um, it's a bit of a setback for them. They've still got a bit of weight in the season for Spurs. It's probably important to get these points. It's just start getting a bit of some form in and just, you know, when they come against the bigger sides, they're ready to go. Old Trafford, uh, David Moyes had a horrid week. Uh, significant uh, losses. Well, not significant, but a loss in the FA Cup. Things not getting Lost good. Loss in the Capital Cup. Sorry, Capital Cup. Thank you. Uh, the, the story heading into this was the continued pressure uh, David Moyes was under, but... Even though it was Swansea City, you can only beat the opposition you put up against. And uh, Old Trafford fans of Manchester United, very happy a 2-0 win at home. Yeah, and no, a very handy win for uh, Manchester United. And, uh, yeah, gives Moyes a little bit of breathing space. Has been given money in the kitty to uh, get some players. And God help Manchester United need some de- a credit midfielder. And a central defender would do him the world of good. So uh, watch his space in the transfer window at this point of time. It indeed is January, which, yes, means transfer madness. Uh, getting into uh, the Sunday games. And, uh, well, look, if people were prepared to take a little bit of a punt on Newcastle. They're having uh, rolled Chelsea at uh, St James's Park, this time Manchester City. Headed up the tune, but uh, to no avail as far as Newcastle was concerned. And uh, a pretty well expected victory for Manchester City, winning this one 2-0. Yeah, no, uh, definitely an expected win there. Uh, the interesting thing was there was a goal there that uh, Newcastle were proclaiming we were onside. But, uh, no, nah, it was never onside. It was offside. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know what Pardew was complaining about. They got our, our class at the end, so, you know. The end of the day, um, yeah, just uh, got it done. Got, they got done, and uh, so they should. So uh, Manchester City winning very comfortably there and on their merry way, firing for that top spot with one of the teams we'll be talking about a little bit later. Indeed. The trip to Stoke hasn't been uh, very joyful for Liverpool in recent times, but uh, for mine, and uh, as uh, regular listeners would be aware, I'm a Liverpool supporter, Probably a sign that uh, things, although not brilliant under Brendan Rodgers, are certainly heading in the right direction. Stoke have managed to upset Liverpool a few times, and uh, not this time. Stoke City, three, but Liverpool, if you don't mind, five. <laughs> wow, and the SAS uh, double act uh, back again. Stowage and uh, Suarez and Steven Gerrard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guinea's first goal since he's back as well. Um, 
an amazing game. And Premier League does pull out these games every now and then still, they, these high-scoring games. And Stoke weren't that bad, but Liverpool are just that so much better up front now at the moment. And uh, I wouldn't say they're riding on a crest of a wave, but uh, they're, they're in good form at the moment. And uh, mm. Rodgers, of course, after the game was not happy with the defence, as you would be. <laughs> I would say that Mark Hughes would be probably a little bit more upset. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, coaches, they're perfectionists, so what can yeah. you do? Oh, and Liverpool allegiance aside, as you, as you were sort of alluded to, a game that yields eight goals, that can't be bad viewing. No, no, definitely so. Definitely now, so. A game that uh, was close to your heart, being an Arsenal supporter. Uh, of course, your main allegiance is Luton Town, but uh, whilst uh, Luton uh, were struggling in the lower leagues, uh, Arsenal is where your allegiance lies at the moment. Now, we uh, talked in the last podcast about the last two times these side met was the opening weekend, and it was a, a very difficult weekend for Arsenal supporters oh, yes, and Arsene Wenger. But uh, the Wenger bus uh, headed well and truly into town with a 2-1 victory over Aston Villa at Villa Park, sir. Yeah, I'm riding that Wenger bus as we speak, you know, <laughs> eating a humble pie in the back, just hiding in the corner. Uh, very comfortable win. Uh, Jack Wilkshire was absolutely sensational this game, pretty much all over in the first half, really. Um, Arsenal just too good. Uh, Aston Villa did disgrace themselves. They scored in the second half, but just weren't in the game. They, they just could not get themselves in the game. And uh, it's just one of those games where the league ladder tells the true story of where these two teams are. Well, sir, let's take a look at the uh, league ladder and uh, we'll go from top to bottom. Are you happy with that? Let's do that. Okay, on top of the table outright is uh, Arsenal on 48 points. They are one point ahead of second-placed Manchester City. Nervous? Oh, as you would be. Manchester City are looking fantastic, but Arsenal are getting the results and, you know, they're coming to the part of the year where it was a bit tough and now the game's starting to pedal out, but then we've got Champions League games coming up soon, so... You know, that's going to tell uh, a bit of difference, um, I suppose, what's going on with the uh, log jam, as they say, in the uh, fixture list. Indeed. Uh, whichever way you choose to look at it, depending on your allegiance, Arsenal have uh, two points breathing space, if you want to call it that, on uh, Chelsea, Manchester City, just one point. Pundits are prepared already to uh, launch into Chelsea as uh, the... Uh, likely winners of the uh, league this year, given that uh, the signs are there that they're slowly ticking into gear. Is that a philosophy or a, a theory that you buy into? Oh, so? definitely so. They're, um, they're just going very nicely at this point of time and uh, doing very well. Okay, so it's uh, the top three. And then, well, in terms of the uh, space between position one and three, you could uh, say arguably it's uh, a relative uh, daylight uh, between that uh, third, Third and fourth, it's uh, four <laughs> points. Talking about Liverpool in fourth place on 42 points. Everton are in fifth place on 41 points. Now, Doctor, in recent years, uh, notwithstanding what we've just talked about, about uh, the quality of the top three being uh, a fair way ahead of Liverpool, Everton, possibly even Spurs who are in sixth points, uh, it's pretty much been done and dusted. This time of the year, mid-January, the last couple of yeah, seasons, it's been... Yeah, probably a little bit early, usually. It's probably, so it's gone a little bit later this time. Probably take it, about three weeks. Is it nicer to see a little bit of competition at the top of the table oh. instead of Manchester United, pretty much, and who comes it's second? It's been fantastic for the league. To have these many teams still in contention, to still do quite well, um, is still good. Yeah, there's a little bit of breathing space coming out now, but there's still plenty of things could happen. There's plenty of stories to tell. So, uh, it's, no, it's looking quite good. Okay, as I mentioned, uh, Spurs in sixth place on 40 points. 
Manchester United sit in seventh place on 37 points. Oh, they are 11 thing, points it? adrift off the top. They are not going to win the title this season. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's so good. Newcastle United sit in eighth place on uh, 33 points. Southampton sit in ninth. On Which is a great story in itself. Yeah, they're it's a great story. They're, they're at 30 points. Now this is where daylight starts to kick in. You've got a, another uh, two teams on 23 points. In 10th place, we have Hull City, Aston Villa in 11th. And then down to 12th place, Stoke City on 22 points. Swansea sit in 13th with 21 points. West Brom, 14th, 21 points. Norwich, 15th on 20 points. A little bit of a disappointment there, Norwich, or based yeah, on what we saw last probably season? probably where they're expected to be. But if you look, I mean, we'll go down a little bit further, but if you look from um, 13th down, it's, 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 you're still in danger. There's no, you're not in safety there, I tell you now. So that's the other thing. You've got the teams up the top, but even the teams mid-table are not necessarily safe from possible relegation. Exactly. I was going to get to that. So we'll wrap up the bottom four sides. Fulham are in 16th on 19 points. West Ham United eight, uh, in 17th place on 18 points. Excuse me. You have Cardiff in the drop zone on uh, 18 points, so 18th place. Sunderland in 19th place on 17 points. And in bottom spot, 20th place, Crystal Palace in 17 points. Now, as you alluded to, Doc, from 13th down, it's not really all that comfortable no matter where you sit. Mm. Crystal Palace are 17 points. That's two wins off 13th place. Uh, and likewise, we've been pretty heavy on Sunderland. We've certainly written them off. <laughs> Paolo Di Canio. I wrote them was, off after the third game. Exactly, season. but if they can pull out another result against some of the teams they come up against in, in the coming weeks, they've, they've just smacked another team in that drop zone 4-1. Okay, so if they get some of the, the lower-ranked teams and they can repeat that, there is a very real possibility, am I wrong, that Gus Poyet could pull off the impossible and keep them in the Premier League next season. There is that chance, and there's also that chance that Amy Adams will my date on the weekend. <laughs> but you know what? Ain't going to happen. All right? Ain't going to happen. <laughs> oh. you, you, I saw ha she won, uh, she won uh, Best Actress as well, for yes. Actress for American Hustle. Have you, have you seen it? I know you were going to see I it. I have seen American Hustle. I've told you about my views on the scene in the toilet with uh, her and Brad Cooper. Yes, you're a big fan of I'm it. I'm not going to do anything if we are true for each other. Are you kidding me? Exactly. Give if us you're a spell. in the toilet with Amy Adams in a nightclub at what looked to me like a, another impersonation of Studio 54. Yeah. Coked off on, your ass. I was going to say, on certain chemicals yeah. to make you a little bit more in the mood. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah, you want, you want truth, do you? I'll tell you the truth right now. Because the truth's coming. You can't handle <laughs> it's, the truth. I can't handle the truth. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's the only scene I've got, like, really? Mm. That goes on? Pathmark is a very good film. It I is. did thoroughly enjoy it. And I'm probably going to go see Walter Mitty this weekend, too. So a good I'll view. Give, I'll give him my 30-second review on that. I, I did quite like it. Ah, lovely. Hopefully you enjoy it. Now, let's have a look at what's happening. I've just uh, mentioned Sunderland the chance to uh, maybe lift themselves out of the drop zone. If they are any good, they get the chance to show it this week. Southampton are no slouch. They sit in uh, ninth spot or tenth, if uh, memory serves. So uh, this is, uh, for mine, an interesting game, Doc. Yes, uh, very interesting game. Hang on, I just missed that, what you were saying. What was the game? Sunderland-Southampton. Uh, look, uh, interesting game. Possibly, but Southampton will win quite comfortably. 
Too good, too good. Uh, now, I don't mean to give you... Well, not, I put that the wrong way. I'm not giving you the opportunity to gloat. Ooh. But re- no, realistically, you don't want to be Fulham this week. They travel to uh, the Emirates. They take on Arsenal. They've just come <laughs> off a 4-1 smacking at the hands of uh, Sunderland. Uh, and then they're faced with going and playing Arsenal. This the is Emirates. realities of Premier League. When you're in bad form, when it rains, it pours. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be... Uh, there's going to be a murder at Emirates. <laughs> and it's not going to be uh, merciful either. It ain't going to be pretty. It ain't going to be merciful. Arsenal will slaughter for them. All right. Uh, Crystal Palace, uh, Selhurst Park uh, gets uh, Crystal Palace. Let me put it this way. <laughs> Speaking of slaughters, I murdered that one. Stoke City travel to Selhurst Park where they take on Crystal Palace. You know what? Palace might be a chance here. I was going to say. I mean, Stoke are a little bit vulnerable in defence. Well, after letting five goals in, you would. I think Palace might win this because they're doing all right at home at the moment. Even when they were struggling, they were still doing pretty okay. Uh, I think they'll get the win here. It'll be a massive win. They might be the miracle story of the Premier League that somehow they've stayed up on a shoestring budget. It'd be nice, I'm sure, as far as management's concerned, to see a little bit more of the bones trickle down (laughs) if they are able to stay up. That's it. For next season. Now, uh, well... You don't want to be Fulham. You certainly don't want to be Cardiff City. And a new manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, they uh, travel to the uh, Etihad Stadium. There's too many E's in the Premier League. Man Manchester City, City will uh, probably take a little bit of a... Yeah, it's seen in, in Swingers where um, <laughs> Vince Vaughan is talking to uh, John Favreau about you like the little bear. Yeah. Who's got the rabbit. He's and, got the rabbit. You know, yeah. you're just toying with it. Mm. You, but you've got to tear the bear apart. That's what You've got to tear the rabbit apart. <laughs> what... Man City's going to tear the rabbit apart, yeah. are they? Yeah. And cause... you know what? I fully agree with you. <laughs> They're all because grown up. if it's not at least three goals margin, there's something wrong. I'm going to say that the, the fix is in. <laughs> John the bookie's come into play. John the Bookie's coming. John Ooh, the he's Bookie. made the We're call. We're going back in time here. We are. Don't you remember that name, Mark Wall? I do. Yeah. Well, I'm not Mark Wall, but I no. remember that. What about you, Warnie? Do you remember that name? <laughs> there comes a time in every team. diuretic. Looking a bit round there, Warnie. <laughs> and he wonders why he wasn't captain of the national cricket team. All right. Uh. Uh, there comes a time in every team's season, a match that defines what they stand for. This is an opportunity for Norwich to uh, turn things around in my eyes. They get Hull City uh, at uh, Norwich, or Norwich on home. So I'm slaughtering these previews. Uh, Norwich City at home to Hull City. Don't want to take anything away from Hull, but this is an opportunity for Norwich to really make a, a statement insofar, of, insofar as, you know, enough is enough. It's a must-win game. Than, we're better than where we are yeah, on the Yeah, it's a must-win must game. They're a team that's on their probably equal footing. Uh, they have to win this. Can I say, getting back to Warney, I watched, uh, I recorded Australian story the other week on Ricky Ponting. Yeah. And it was our special. Great, great special Ricky Ponting about his life in the background there. What's he known as in the subcontinent? As? Ricky Ponting. That's good better. to see Ricky Ponting doing very well. <laughs> He's got a very good uh, hand. Love it. We all love Sachin, but we do love Ricky. Ricky Ponting. Um, they were talking to former teammates. Now, Warney was on for the first half hour. Not totally, no, but no, just no. in interviews, quotes. Yeah. The moment Ponty was announced as captain, didn't hear anything from Warnie after yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I wonder why. I reckon they must have, he must have said, look, I'll say some stuff about Ponty pre-captain, but don't ask me about yeah, after, yeah. after that. I'm a little bit dirty on him yeah. after that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. 
because he's sitting there going, how's a guy who got punched out of King's Cross nightclub get into the head of me? I'm like, yeah, that's one thing Ricky Ponting's exactly. done. Ricky, Let's name the list of things that Warney's done. Ricky took a swing at someone in the bourbon and beef state. Yeah. Let's look at Warney's list of priors. <laughs> <laughs> texting? <laughs> texting a three-way. <laughs> Playboy. Now, you know why you did get it? For wearing that Playboy underwear. Yeah. That just, you can't take someone seriously, Australian captain, if he's done that. Yeah. Uh, taking banned substances. Anyway, mm. uh, Norwich City Hull was your prediction here? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Norwich, actually. I think Norwich, uh, if they don't win this, and it's they're, they're gone. They gone really are. Yeah. All right. It doesn't get... Uh, these matches are a little bit dicey. Liverpool hosting Aston Villa at uh, Anfield. They'll be chock full of confidence after their 5-3 win over Stoke. But as you said, Brendan Rodgers not happy at all about their defence. And if any team maximised their chances when an opposition slips up in defence, it's Aston Villa. Well, yeah, Aston Villa have had some big scalps this season, as we've mentioned before, and you'd want to be in your game against them. Even they didn't play against Arsenal, they still only lost 2-1. This is a game that Liverpool should win. Um, I think she should win comfortably, but uh, be on their toes. Be on their toes, but Liverpool should win this. Okay, and an interesting match, uh, West Ham taking on Newcastle. On paper, it probably you'd think it's Newcastle by the length of the Flemington Strait. Probably just too classy for West Ham, but uh, they will go into Hammers will go into this game with a little bit of confidence after a, a somewhat upset victory the weekend prior. Yeah, they, you, you you would say that, but Newcastle will win. <laughs> I mean, seriously, West Ham. Uh, are playing that rubbish at the moment. Uh, and, and this is the thing. West Ham supporters could stand not playing the West Ham way if, when they're winning, but now they're playing rubbish and they're losing and they're playing rubbish-style football. No. It's like, come on, really? Is this guy still here? Why is he still here? What have we done wrong? What, have we done something wrong here? Are we not blowing enough bubbles? What's going on? I mean, just imagine Iron Maiden's bassist, Steve Harris. Oh, he'd be losing it. I don't know we- what's fucking going on there, but someone's got to make a fucking change somewhere along the fucking line. <laughs> it'd be like that uh, the talk with the drummer after the uh, gig we, uh, we played exactly. earlier. Mission from uh, Harry? Yeah. I mean, if someone comes up to fucking drum riser or some fucking dead, right? Mission from <laughs> Harry. Check it out. Uh, your prediction? Oh, Newcastle should win this. Not necessarily comfortably, they'll win this. All right. They'll win it. Sunday games, Swansea City hosting Tottenham Hotspur. Another chance for uh, the club stuck in a little bit of limbo, underperforming for mine based on last season. Swansea get the chance to really stand uh, or put the foot down, if you will, and mm. uh, draw a line in the sand against uh, Spurs, who uh, Spurs just been thereabouts, but haven't well, been Well, it's their two teams who are playing below expectations. Thank you. What That's we expected them this season from what they did last season, below. Um, I can see this petty out in a draw. I just think it's going to just be one of those games that both teams will be playing in fear and it will be a draw. And uh, it might be one of those games where if you can't sleep, it's a bit of a hot night, flick this game on. You'll be gone after 20 minutes. I <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, I'd like to say I apologise to Swansea and Spurs fans, but you know my opinion on Spurs fans, so stuff. They can sod off to Spurs. Mm. Uh, okay. Now, David Moyes, uh, well, borrow the cliche that I used before, it doesn't get much easier for Manchester United. Yes, a win at home uh, to a, a lower-ranked opposition, but uh, they travel to Stamford Bridge. Chelsea, as uh, you said, Doc, and pundits are saying, Everything is just falling right into place. Eden Hazard 
and a few of those other guys are just finding their uh, rhythm, measure, their groove. their groove at the uh, right yep. time of the year. So uh, Chelsea uh, host Manchester United. This it was a massive game in the, uh, well, decades. This has been a huge fixture. It, it will still be just as huge, but for mine, probably for, a re- probably for the reason of seeing just how much more... Um, how much better Chelsea are compared to Man United? I was just going to say how far Manchester United have fallen behind. Mm. You know I'm a fan of David Moyes. Yeah. I don't like the fact that he's managing Manchester United because he's a good manager. Yep. But it's Manchester United, so fuck him. And I hope Chelsea just load the pain onto Manchester United. As you said, in the past, even last season, would be like, oh, it's a good game. Now it's like, yeah, you know, Chelsea's going to win. Yeah. Just a matter of how much. But, you know, strange things have happened. Maybe this is the game that things turn around for Manchester yeah. United. Yeah. But then again, as I say, <coughs> I should be on a date with Amy Adams this weekend, but that ain't going to happen. Exactly. Um, you know. Uh, actually, let, let me turn that around. How about El McPherson? Okay, let, let's, just, let's just change it up a bit. Okay. I'm on a date with El McPherson. Again, she's, not going to happen. She's 50. She was at an NBA game last week. I think it yeah. was um, the Heat. Versus, uh, well, you're gonna if you're gonna go watch anyone, it's gonna be the Heat. You're gonna go it? watch the Heat, but it was it, um, it was uh, versus the Knicks. Oh, the Knicks at the yeah. Knicks or Miami? Uh, it was in uh, New York. Oh, in the Garden. She looks mighty fine. Oh, let's just L. L. Never is going. To, it, it, she'll be eighty years old, and it will be yeah. still be like, man, oh. she's looking good still. She's still looking good. Exactly. And it doesn't even look like she's had any work done. Mm. I think she, it's. I hate to say. It, Clean living. Exactly. Clean and, living. And jeans. Hear that, kids? And, and the gene pool, she is at the deep end of the gene pool. <laughs> she made a deal with the devil. Oh, I'm some... sorry. She made a deal with the devil. Exactly. And good honour for doing it, can I say? Well played. Yeah. Well played. The round wraps up. I, I assume, sorry, you're going to go Chelsea? Yes, I'm oh, Chelsea. Chelsea <laughs> by the country mile. Fuck Manchester United. Yeah. Fuck okay. Man United. That's it. Uh, who are you? Who are you? Uh, now, uh, Everton will travel to the Hawthorns when they take on West Bromwich Albion. More pain coming here for the baggies. Oh. I would uh, think that Everton uh, will win quite comfortably here. Your thoughts, sir? What was Mr T's character in, in Rocky Free? Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. Remember when he goes, he looks at your prediction? Pain. <laughs> Fool. I've got to say, for Roberto Martinez will look, should look at the camera and they go, what's your prediction, Roberto? The prediction? Bang. Because <laughs> that's what the baggies are copping from, the, from Everton. Um, and they're just going along very nicely as we speak. Very yeah, nicely. All right, Doc, that just about uh, takes us out because uh, it's too fucking hot. I'll be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. Apologies some, for I just the heard just there. some transfer rumours that are going yes, out. Yes, go. Manchester United, desperate for players. Looking at trying to get Paul Pogba, who actually left Old Trafford 80 months ago for Juventus. Hmm. Now United want him back. Yep. You imagine, I don't think he's going to go as cheaply as he went. Oh, guarantee. But how's this? Uh, the Major League Soccer in the United States are setting up a new team, the franchise New York City. So they're finally have a team in New York. Right. Manchester City are actually the main back of that team. Guess who they want to make as their main signing? Xavi from Barcelona. Seriously? Yeah. Well, he's 34 years old. So, yeah, yeah I don't, know, I'm just saying. Nice, a, a nice superannuation payout. If you don't mind. Yeah, there you go. Uh, some other ones. Kenwyn Jones uh, oh. is looking like could be going to Everton. Best hair in the um, EPL oh, for mine. Just sensational. You know he got uh, fined 
$20,000 for Mark Hughes because he texted uh, Mark Hughes saying he didn't want to play against Liverpool. Only twenty grand for telling the manager you don't want to play. You don't want to play against Liverpool. That's insane. I know. Can you believe that? Only 20,000. Only 20 grand. Uh, but no real other big um, transfer stories. There's all sorts of little rumours going around, but we'll go more into it next week because uh, I think from next week onwards we'll get some real juicy stuff in terms of transfers. It's all sort of cat and mouse and peacocks at the moment. So, yeah. Indeed. Moving right along. All right, Doc. Well, uh, time for us to uh, extend our thanks to uh, Miles and Jeremy at the Armchair Selector. Ah, yes for uh, helping make all of this uh, possible. Uh, you can uh, check out our thoughts, musings and shenanigans in general on our Facebook page. Uh, just to log on to the Book of Faces and uh, search on Goodfellas Podcast. Uh, you can also have a look on Twitter. We are at Goodfellas Pod. Or you can uh, text your uh, thoughts. Uh, text. You can uh, tweet your thoughts. He is at Dr. Cruel 73. Yes, I am. And uh, I am at Dickie Rock with two Ks. That's Dickie R O K K. I know all of you have been searching for it, so <laughs> I just thought I'd clarify <laughs> the spelling, both of you. Oh, um, but that's how you can uh, get hold of us. Uh, we do thank you, the listener, for uh, having a listen to this uh, mighty little pod. Uh, we've been doing this uh, for uh, the better part of. Uh, well, it's uh, coming on 12 years, if uh, memory serves. I think uh, it is, isn't it? So is it that long we've been doing it? Uh, in various forms, so... Uh, wow. Yeah. And they haven't put us in the asylum yet. No, and they haven't made it a crime yet, so uh, write to your God. local Member of Parliament if uh, that's one way of getting... You know you get less for murder, don't you? Well, in this, in this day and age with this judicial system, sir, it's all mm. about rehabilitation. And can I say, I am not one of those people behind that we should change the king hit to a coward hit. No. Because, you know, that's really going to change everything, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Oh, I won't smack that bloke from behind because that's a coward here yeah, now. It's no right. king here. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Let's make everyone feel good about themselves. I'll say farewell. <laughs> uh, everyone gets a trophy in this day and age, Doctor. <laughs> Enough of the rant. Everyone gets everyone a trophy. Everyone gets a trophy. Including the mascot, Scout. There's Scout in here. I think I'm here. I am hearing our Scout. I'm hearing our mascot. There she around. is. Over to your left. She's chasing flies or something. She's well and truly awake. That's uh, we might put a photo of Scout on the uh, I think so Facebook page because she's got personality. Oh but yeah. Then we become that podcast or that that Twitter account that just posts photos of fucking cats and that's not as long as our angry cat. That was funny, I reckon, for a couple of months. Yeah. You know they're making a movie on that. Well, Garfield was a movie. Yeah, but Garfield at least Garfield had some personality. Personality is very important in the peak, as Jules would say. Exactly, personality goes a long way. Hey. Uh, you'd have to be ten no, times Green more charming. Shit. You'd have to be ten times more charming than Arnold on Green Acres. Um, all right, Doc. Uh, I'll say farewell and uh, leave the final word to you. Until we uh, do this all again uh, very, very soon. Thanks for downloading the Goodfellas podcast. You can, of course, download a, a whole bunch of uh, other uh, great podcasts uh, via the Armchair Selector. We're talking the uh, Studio Seven Boys, the No, no Dickheads, Dickheads Policy. policy. Uh, and, of course, uh, Geek and Wild oh. and uh, the Cheap Seats as well. So plenty of reasons uh, apart from us if you are... And even uh, the cricket show as well, the uh, the sofa, the armchair sofa, the uh, cricket, the lads who do the uh, cricket... Test match sofa. Test match sofa. No, different, different uh, ball game now. Oh, no longer. But I like where your head's okay. at. If you do like cricket that involves England without... Uh, 
inane commentary and uh, Kerry O'Keefe uh, laughing at his own jokes. Bunch of people just bagging everyone on the ground. Exactly. Could do a lot worse than uh, check out Test Match Sofa while England are down here in Australia. Not the, the Ash is well and truly done, but the one days and T20s, still plenty of action to come there. And uh, if you'd like an alternate commentary, check out Test Match Sofa via Google and have a listen to the lads and the, the shenanigans that they get up to there. Yeah, that's, that's it from it. me. Until next week. Everyone enjoy your football. I did